0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of A Continuous Through My Consciousness with Aaliyah Renee. I am your favorite host, Aaliyah Renee, and I'm really praying that you cannot hear the cha-cha slide that's going on outside my window. There have been kids that have been like fadoodling outside this apartment for like the past week, but I'm really, really pressed for time and I wanna get this podcast out and I'm very motivated. I just like finalized everything, like God gave me the final touches. He was like, boom, 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 do this, Bing, sprinkle, woo! And I'm really excited. So I'm currently on my lunch recording it. Welcome back to another episode of A Continuous through of My Consciousness with Aaliyah Renee. I'm your host, Aaliyah Renee, who needs to spit out her gum. Sorry about that. And on this week's episode, I'm a 20-something-year-old that is motivated, that just got out of some intense like depression, anxiety, spiritual warfare really had a lot of self-reflection that i can't wait to share with you in a couple episodes from now but honestly y'all i'm feeling so good i'm feeling the most motivated that i've ever had in my life i've said that before but like think of that and then like add a little bit more to it i'm so excited my 23rd birthday is coming up next week in less than a week i will be 23 and i feel god like promising me and really ensuring me that if i continue being motivated putting him first And like just living relentlessly for christ in a year from now when i turn 24 my life will be completely different and i'm so excited about it so anyway i hope you guys are doing well um weekly favorites do i have any weekly favorites journaling is my first weekly favorite because i found the biggest breakthrough of my adult life journaling this week, and I'm so happy about it. Specifically talking about like self-reflection, I feel like journaling is the best way to do that, and I honestly do not take it for granted. I definitely recommend if you feel like you are stuck, or you feel like things aren't making sense with your life, that you should just write down how you're feeling. Even if you don't have the answers, even if you don't know what to write, you should journal. I felt like you had to only journal when something like extremely important or significant was happening in your life, but i feel like just sitting down and like opening up a journal and just trying to write your emotions at any given time or just writing like what's going on even if it's a mundane day maybe move from like saying look i did this 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 today to just talking about like your mental state and how you're feeling I feel like that's such like a powerful important thing because once you start writing like more things start to come out of the woodwork about how you're feeling in your state of mind and i think that's so valuable and useful especially as young people we're so used to like consuming so many things and we don't we're so caught up in like other people's lives and other people's like digital journals on instagram or TikTok or viral videos on youtube of people's like vlogging day-to-day life and like you don't actually take a moment to like have a self audit and ask yourself like how you're doing which I think is like so so important in this fast world and generation that we're living in to focus on yourself because everyone's pushing out content about themselves and if you're just a consumer in this like I'm not telling you like pick up a camera and like start recording but there's a value in taking a moment to figure out what's going on with you so I really appreciate you guys watching my podcast and YouTube channel and like supporting creatives all over but like always take time to be creative yourself whether that be through journaling through vlogging through something in order to release some sort of outlet um about how you're feeling that's so important like if you don't feel like you want to sit down and write what i used to do was like record videos on my camera that i just wouldn't publish anywhere as if i was just like talking to the camera as if I was catching up with a friend and I would say like Dear Diary and then I would like kind of talk through everything that I would have written in a physical journal into that camera and I feel like that was like so so useful for me. I kind of want to jump right into what we're talking about today. I'm super 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 excited to talk about it. I just kind of put like the finishing touches on it this morning and i'm talking a little bit about jealousy and envy we're gonna start off i like telling stories with my podcast okay we're gonna talk about me we're gonna get vulnerable you're gonna be like oh my god she's so weird and then i'm gonna like say certain things in my story probably let you know about a couple things And you're gonna be like mm, that kind of sounds like me like maybe i also have this issue maybe i also have this problem and then we're gonna talk about how we are both going to work through this together okay so let's get into how i found out that i may be a jealous or envious person which honestly stemmed from journaling which is why it was one of my favorites for the week because I was just very vulnerable and honest with myself I was tired of feeling anxious about everything I was tired about feeling like depressed for no reason and like overthinking situations I'm very much an overthinker which leads into anxiousness and I overthink everything every small micro interaction every single like person I've ever met in my life i'm always micromanaging microanalyzing things and it's really honestly it's so draining it's kind of sickening to the point of like you can't even live your life normally because you're so worried about like what you've said what you've done what you're going to say what you're going to do who's going to be there like for example tonight i'm going out somewhere and my old patterns really are forcing me to like start rehearsing what i'm going to say if like this person's there versus if not like that person's there and like worrying about like how i'm going to say hi how i'm going to smile that's something i used to do like standing in the mirror just looking at myself and like worrying about every little small thing that i've done i would rehearse like things that i said in the same tone and be like was that too harsh was this this was that that exhausting so exhausting and i hope you don't go through the same things that i was going through and if you are hopefully this podcast will help out so boom There were three main things we're gonna talk about the three main things that i had patterns in my life that made me realize that i was a jealous person we're gonna be vulnerable okay so it might sound really bad but don't judge me i won't judge you okay okay the first thing was that i would like have a random dislike of people that i really didn't know and that i hadn't really interacted with or had like any reason to not like them so like you hear about those things where people are like, those phrases where it's like, oh, I don't get what people see in them. Like, you see a girl who's like really popular and you're like, oh, I don't get what people see in them. Like, why everybody like her? Cause she's not all that, blah, 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 blah. Or the, you see someone doing something and you're almost like, oh, I could do what they're doing better. Like, she could sing, but like, she didn't really hit that note. Oh, he did this, but his, his jump shot wasn't as good as mine. Or like, I could do better if I was given that opportunity, that kind of thing, or, even like silly stuff where it was like watching love island and getting jealous of the couples or like getting mad at the couples like i wouldn't be overt jealousness or it would be like i wish i had that but it would be like uh like they're not even like really in love like that like they don't really like each other like that this is all like fake or produced which might be true but like me just looking at a love island couple was triggering me to like get mad like why are you getting mad at people that you don't even know like you don't know their story this could be genuine love and like you're really going od over people you've never met like it's all underlying that whole like oh you wish that was you huh like you look at other people and it's almost like you wish that you were in that position and you almost feel like deserving enough for the position like you feel like if you were in that position you would ate down you would have done what needed to be done and like you feel like you could do better than these people you almost like look at someone and it's like, their whole existence or being annoys you. Why is that? Like that, those were things that would, like I would have in the back of my mind, I would never like say it to people, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I could do better. Or I don't really get her, she's not all that. You know what I mean? And I would never vocally say it, so I would still be like, nice Aaliyah, but like on the inside, those were thoughts that I was having that were really, really bad and like mean thoughts. The second thing was that I had constant fixation on certain people's lifestyles, achievements, and relationships. So like when I was talking to my friends, when I would be talking to my friends, I would just like randomly bring up like, oh, did you see so-and-so started dating? Or, oh, did you see so-and-so got this opportunity? Or, oh, did you see like, this person like how they live or like their subscriber count or blah 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 and out of nowhere like unprovoked I would just bring it up and like want to talk about it and basically want to gossip about it and like it was almost be like they're living in your head rent-free like you're always bringing it up you always have something to say about their relationship situation their lifestyle what they've achieved and you, you're always talking about it mind you they don't know you mind you like they're not thinking about you but you somehow are continuously thinking and like have something to say about these people when they've not even done anything to you or like you haven't even interacted with them yet you have this whole like analysis and timeline on someone's relationship or someone's um youtube channel or like how someone like rose to fame or how someone sang on sunday you know what i mean like that was something where it was like part of my conversations daily would be talking about people that weren't even checking for me Which is sad, like that's like bum behavior. Like you're talking about people that really don't even like know you exist low key. And you're putting in so much energy to like analyze and critique who they are and like what they're doing, which honestly was not not cool and it was like so draining. And then kind of going back to what I was first talking about in the intro, I would overthink things I would do that would be similar to them. So let's say um, there's a person who's like a singer. They sing and they sing on Sunday and you know this is a person where i look at i'm like oh i could do better than them but then in my private time when i'm singing just like by myself i would like do a run and i'd be like i bet you so-and-so couldn't do this run or i would do a run and i'd be like i wonder if this is better than so-and-so's run or like in for example relationships like you look at a relationship and you're like oh those people like why are they together blah, blah 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 and then when you're in your own relationship or when you're talking to people you're constantly like thinking about your relationship in comparison to their relationship, which again is a red flag of jealousy because you're living your own life. So why are we thinking so much about other people? Like if you're in a relationship, be content, be happy in your own relationship, but you're not. That's that's the jealousy part of it. You're not, you want what they have. So that's why you keep bringing them up in the conversation. And in a way you bringing down someone else in comparison to you, whether that be like, I can sing better than them. Why do they need to do this? um or like why are they doing this because i feel like i can do it better or like they messed up on this little little thing i would never mess up is because you have this jealousy and envy of them you subconsciously are already putting them on a pedestal where they're doing better than you so as you insult them in your mind you're putting yourself higher than the other person and that's just sort of like the cycle of jealousy and that's why jealousy stems root and like gives rise to things like hatred of someone or like being bitter towards someone and you don't even know why is because like in your head you have to subconsciously tear that person down to make yourself feel better and that's the whole stem of jealousy because you want to be on the higher level that that person is perceived to be on in your head And honestly, at the root of jealousy, there's two main things at the root of jealousy. The first is pride and the second is insecurity. And you think like, oh, pride means like you're very, you validate yourself, like overly validate yourself. And in insecurity, it shows that you have less value of yourself or like you don't believe in yourself. So how can pride and insecurity coexist? And I think in jealousy and envy is like the perfect environment for both pride and insecurity to dwell. because us as humans have duality we're not always happy we're not always sad we're not always insecure you know what I mean sometimes you might not be feeling yourself one day but in the other days you may be feeling like on top of the world like no one can check you but I feel like pride and insecurity can dwell within a person at the same time and from it you tend to have jealousy and it's almost like a paradox which I think is really interesting so there's the insecurity side of things and that is the insecurity of thinking you can't get to the point that the person that you envy is at. So for example, like you see someone and they're on church singing, um, and I'm only using these examples because these are things that have affected me in the past, but like they're up on a Sunday singing and deep down inside, you feel like you would never have that courage. At least for me, like I'm, I look at them and I'm like, I would never have the confidence enough to stand up there and sing. Or you see someone who has a, like a big friend group or like gets along with a lot of people, And you feel like within yourself, you would never be able to be as bold or personable or like charismatic to make as many friends and maintain as many relationships that seem to be healthy and like everybody likes each other. Or in a relationship, you feel like you would never be able to obtain a guy or a girl as good as that relationship that you're looking at or like experience a love that is as true or whatever. Whatever it is in the relationship that you're looking at um, that you seem to be continuously gravitating towards, there's something in you that thinks you will never be able to obtain that job, that relationship, that status, that lifestyle. And that's the insecurity part of it. But at the same time, there's a pride part of it of thinking that you deserve to be where they are. So even though deep down inside, you have this insecurity of like, I don't think I'll ever be able to have this boldness to sing on a Sunday, or I don't think I'll ever be able to be courageous enough or spontaneous enough to make all of these cool friends, or I don't think I'll ever be outgoing enough to talk to guys to maybe even get into a relationship. You feel like you deserve it because of the pride in it. It's like, even though I don't think I'll be able to like personally achieve it on my own, I think that I'm deserving of it. And I think I'm they're obligated to give it to me, somehow God or whoever, life is obligated to give this to you because that's just like who you are like you should know that i'm a good person so i don't i shouldn't have to work for a big friend group i deserve it it's the pride in you because you value you see yourself as extremely valuable and thus those things that the other person has it should already be a no-brainer like why is it not for me so it's like you are so insecure within yourself that you will never actually take the steps to try and get to where the person is at But your pride again stops you beyond insecurity because the pride says, I shouldn't even have to take the steps. This should just be something that's given to me. You know what I mean? That is essentially what I believe is the two sort of driving forces that create envy and create jealousy. And there's a great example of this in the Bible that you probably have heard about, even if you're not Christian, the story of Saul and David. So King Saul was the first ever king anointed to be in Israel, like ever. So he was a trailblazer. He was the first of his kind, because up until that point, God was the king of Israel. God ruled Israel. God was who the Israelites went to for judgment, who went to as a king, as a guide, God provided everything they need. But the, the people of Israel wanted a king, they wanted a physical king, they wanted a kingdom that they could live under someone's kingship and like their reign. And Saul was so special that he was that first person ever in history to become the king of Israel and essentially replace God as the original ruler, king and judge of God's people, which was a really big task and something that he should be proud of. So he was ruling for a couple years and then there comes along David and on the other hand David is like much younger than Saul and he's a shepherd boy who just worked for his father tending the sheep. and he was a strong guy you know he would like fight off the bears and the lions from the sheep but like he wasn't really like no one was checking for David you know what I mean and you would think in the story that David is the one with the pride issue the one that might be coveting this position that or this jealousy issue where he would be like coveting the position that Saul wants. But in reality, it's the other way around. Because in one situation, you know, David is sort of working in um, the kingdom, playing his harp and playing instruments to soothe Saul, because Saul had like a temper. He used to get tormented a lot. So he would call David to come and like play the harp for him and like calm him down. It was like some nice ASMR, lo-fi music, like David was doing his thing. And there was at one point this really big Um, war between the Israelites, who Saul ruled, and the Philistines, who were like this big, strong camp of people that were trying to antagonize and defeat the Israelites. And one of the biggest enemies in the Philistine army that was especially antagonizing the Israelites was Goliath. And David, what he did, even in his young age and a small stature, he was used by God in order to defeat Goliath with just five stones and a slingshot. And he like wound up that slingshot and bop, right in the middle of his head. Like he had that laser knot. He was like, gra-gra, gra-gra, gra. And he shot that right in the middle of Goliath's head, killed him he fell, he cut off his head, and like everyone was so hype and grateful to David for defeating the Philistines and one of the biggest adversaries, Goliath, in that army. So they started to sing these songs, there was like Saul, who was the current king, he is slain. yeah, he's slain like a thousand people, but David, David, that shepherd boy who came out of nowhere, he slain 10,000. And understandably, this made Saul feel the type of way, okay, because he's like, I'm the king, like, I'm the one who's been ruling and judging you all of this time. So, so, you know, why aren't y'all checking for me? But at the same time, Saul never actually tried to go and fight Goliath. He was more willing to send David a little shepherd boy because of, again, there's the first part, insecurity. He thought he would never be able to kill Goliath, right? So he's like, I will never be in that position. So he sends David off to do it. And then David kills him and then he gets like all this praise. And then here comes the second part, the pride. Saul's the king, he has pride. So even though he didn't kill Goliath, why are you not singing songs only for me? Why are we singing songs for David? I deserve the songs. Even though I was too insecure to actually go out and fight Goliath, I still deserve the songs, no one else does. And that two things, insecurity and pride mixed together and are sort of bubbling up in Saul's heart and consuming him, that jealousy is now born. Envy um, and jealousy towards David is now born. And for the rest of Saul's reign, it's absolutely terrible because he's so obsessed and consumed with David. He's actually trying to like kill him within this history over and over and over again. And Saul's envy, again, stemmed from his own insecurities because he felt like, you know, he would never be able to slay a Goliath. So he sends David. He would never be able to be as good as of, of a king or as charismatic or as loved as David is. Because look at how everyone is flocking towards him as David is leading the Israelites into victory every single, you know, battle or war. And the pride of saying, even though I don't do the things to deserve this praise, I still deserve the praise like out, out, out of david like how dare they think that david is better than me because i'm saul i'm the king that's the pride to it and i think the story like pains it so so well and i love how god lays it out for us in the bible really really clearly so again we see david just living in saul's head rent free the jealousy then grows so much in saul's head that he tries to kill david multiple times And the sad part about this history of King Saul is that the obsession of the jealousy towards David, the obsession with David, like that same obsession sometimes we have of like, oh, she's ugly, she's stink, why is she this? Why are they getting this? I deserve this, I deserve that. Like living in your head every single time you see the person like, oh, you got this jealousy and anger and envy, you don't even know why, you're just bitter, you're just mad all the time. That obsession led to Saul's fall as a king as a whole because his followers, first of all started to see like oh he's going crazy and then it ruined his relationship with his son Jonathan because Jonathan and David were like besties they were like hey twin they were like really good friends they had to meet in secret and like Saul would try to scheme to try and kill David while he was meeting with Jonathan and Jonathan and Saul had a strain understandably in their relationship because of Saul's jealousy and finally it ruined his relationship with God and this was all because he couldn't let go of his jealousy he lost everything from his reign to the respect of his people to the respect of his son to the respect of god and the anointing of god like god then shifted to looking to david as the next king because saul was unfit his pride his jealousy consumed him so much that he could no longer be a fit ruler for god's people and because of that his reign ends and we are now remember Saul as this jealous king. We don't remember the things that he did leading up to him being a king, where God saw him as worthy for being the first ever king of Israel. Because of his jealousy, because of envy, it then changed his history like that. And I think like reading that story, you have to ask yourself, like, do you want to be remembered as a person who is always thinking about other people, worried about other people, jealous of other people, being like, ooh, that should have been me, could have been me, but isn't actually taking the steps to, like, be the next trailblazer, being the David to say, like, you know what, no one else is going to do something, I'm going to do it, I'm going to step out and walk humbly and, like, be used by God to, like, affect the generation, or are you going to be stuck in the back, you know, waiting for some opportunity to be handed to you, and feeling a type of way and feeling angry that the people who are actually working hard are progressing while you're not and you deserve more. You get what I'm saying? Hopefully that makes sense. And it's interesting because in some scenarios, it's really humbling to ask yourself, do you deserve to be where the people that you're jealous of or envious of are? Have you worked as hard as they have? have you done the work that it takes to you know be outgoing not everyone is born outgoing some people have had to conquer anxiety and are still dealing with that in order to be someone who other people gravitate towards someone who's singing on a sunday are you willing to like do the saturday wednesday and thursday practices in order to be up on that sunday so even if their voice is cracking they still have the determination and the grit to make sure that they're practicing to get things done you want to be like j cole you think Jake was talking about dollar in a dream drake was talking about selling selling his cds out his trunk selling his cds on the streets of toronto but you're too nervous to even like put the soundcloud link on in your instagram bio like let's be for real but but you want to be drake but your music is better than kanye okay but you don't believe in it enough to like to put it out anywhere no okay no, no, no okay you 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 think you could be the next youtuber you looking at me talking about oh she she got fifteen thousand she got fifteen hundred subscribers why she got fifteen hundred subscribers she don't even da, da 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 have you put out your first video have you picked up your camera you're looking at somebody in a relationship who has been rewarded with a relationship you don't know what they was praying for in the prayer closet you don't know what they've sacrificed you don't know what they had to go through you know what I'm saying but you just look at the surface and automatically you feel because of your pride like you deserve it so you really have to ask yourself. Do you, are you called to be where they're at right now? Is that your gifting? Is that what God has asked you and ordained you to do? Or are you coveting something and jealous of something that you haven't even worked for? You don't deserve it. You're not meant for it. Like that's just not your purpose. Like stay in your lane. You're trying to go in the left lane. You got a slow car. You need to stay in the right lane. You can only go, you can only push 60 miles per hour. You trying to go in the 80 mile per hour lane. Stay in your lane and be content and be happy. Or if you see yourself as someone who wants to achieve those great things, instead of having jealousy, be motivated by what other people are doing and trailblazing and put in the work to at least try to get where they're at. You feel me? Like, I I think that's like simple enough. And I'm done slapping y'all. Cause now I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna give you some ways in order you can get, in order to get away from jealousy and envy. You know, what are some things, there's four simple steps that I think that you can do to get away from jealousy and envy. And we'll start off with the first one, the most simple one, the hardest one, actually not even the most simple one, is to admit that you're jealous. So you have to kill that pride immediately. And this was something that I had to do last week in my journal time where I was really writing down like I'm jealous of this girl, I'm jealous of this relationship, I'm jealous of that. Like literally had me in tears to realize how like dirty I felt writing down like all the gross things like I was coveting. Not even gross as like, ooh, sexual or whatever, but it just feels gross to know like you're coveting after things, you're hating people just because they're living life that you want to be at. And it takes a lot, but you have to be super super specific. So don't just be like, oh, I'm jealous of like when I see a couple. But maybe there's like a couple in your life where you look at them and you're like, ugh, I wish I had that, ugh. Like be super specific. like couple a b with him and her that i see every tuesday night at um i don't know whatever figure it out or this person whenever they go up to sing on sunday she is what i'm jealous of write it down and confess it to god you have to that's the first step of acknowledging it because in that moment you're starting to kill that first component of jealousy and envy which is pride The second thing is to, of course, ask for forgiveness, which is again, killing your pride, having humility to ask forgiveness from God. But also if you need to from other people, if those relationships were broken because you were jealous and then you became bitter and like you weren't able to be a good friend to someone, that's super important that you address that and you really cut that and like, try to reconcile the relationship if possible. Um, But always, always, if you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, there is forgiveness in Jesus. So going to Jesus and saying, listen, I've been an ugly person. My heart posture has been negative towards this person. I confess to you what I've done and I repent. That's super important to do the third thing is to if you really think you deserve the things that you were jealous of if you really think that you deserve a YouTube channel with a million subscribers if you really think like you deserve a relationship um, that's fulfilling if you really think that you want Drake status like you need to be selling out Madison Square Garden okay start working for it start working for it again Admitting to yourself that you're not in the place you need to be and that there's work that you need to do Like you might need to change your lifestyle You might need to change your thoughts and habits in order to obtain those goals you've coveted So yeah, I I would say turn those people that you are envious of into motivation and Do it when you are fully confessed fully healed of it so that when you look at them It's not like a competition or you're envious of them and you're disguising it as like oh no But like I really use the competition like no, use it as not even not even competition use it as encouragement use them as encouragement for you and let the goal not be like oh i'm trying to be more like them but let the goal be like i'm trying to like exhibit those behaviors and characteristics that they have if this person has a lot of friends like i'm trying to exhibit being just as kind as they are just as outgoing as they are just as warm and welcoming as they are not i want the exact number of friends as they have but like those specific characteristics that help them achieve those friends if you want to have like a music career that's successful like i want the determination that this person has i want to have that creativity and that drive that, that person has just because someone is in a better position than you are doesn't mean that they're any better than you or less than you most of the time what differentiates people from the people that they aspire to be like is just determination and discipline. Like someone who has a better body than me, has a bigger booty than me, at the gym has probably been more disciplined in their diet for longer than i have has probably had that you know drive to go to the gym and like push themselves further than i do because when my legs start shaking i'm like i'm going home but they're really pushing to failure till they can't walk anymore and that's where they get the results if they're someone who has a relationship that's a healthy relationship who knows like the amount of prayer that they have to do up in the prayer closet asking god going on a sunday and just being outgoing and like talking to everybody but you're going in and out church and you expect to find a man you go to church you sitting down you're not even saying good morning to people you're not getting up to like say hi to people that you see you're not making friendships but you wanna you want a godly man and you're going to church full of godly men and you're not talking to no godly man, but you want a godly man and then you mad at her because she got a godly man because she's talking to godly man, and you're not talking to godly man, but you want a godly man like it don't work like that come on sis same for the brothers like you're talking about oh he's in this relationship but you're not talking to girls on a sunday You're just staying with your homies on a Sunday. You're not saying hi to that one girl that you think is fearfully and wonderfully made. Do better, do better. And finally, work on accepting and appreciating who you are now, this is the final step, and where you're at. This is gonna kill the insecurity part. Remember, it's pride and security mixed together, makes a little jealousy, makes a little envy. So what you want to do is kill that insecurity part because we've we've been killing the pride in the first three steps. But you have to be in a place of accepting where you're at, not enough to stay there, but enough just to be content in your situation. Not saying that you are getting the Spotify streams that you want. Not saying that you're getting the YouTube views that you want for the rest of your life. Not saying that you're happy and content being single forever and you're just not going to try. But as you're trying, as you're developing in the person that you are, Learn to have gratitude I've learned this year like even in these past two months how powerful it is to have a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness to God for where you're at right now because there are some people that are coveting and jealous of you. There are some people that wish to be where you're at while you're worried about where they're at while they're worried at where they're at where like no one's gonna ever be satisfied. so if we can learn to if we can learn to be satisfied in the now. It will motivate you so much more to say thank you god for where i'm at right now so much so that like you don't want to stay there because you know there's greater for you in all things so that is kind of like my little jealousy envy rant i really 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 hope you enjoyed this podcast if you did make sure to like it subscribe if you're new subscribe to my main channel all the links everything will be linked down below if you're one of my audio listeners hey if you are at the gym right now hey if you want to try right now hey if you are in your car right now hey if you're doing groceries right now hey i hope you're doing well thank you for always supporting me thank you for always following me on my journey of development i love you all so very much i pray for my viewers all the time and i pray that god blesses you this week and you have an amazing week if you've enjoyed this share it with somebody make sure to follow the podcast subscribe to the channel and i will see you guys in the next one bye